Hey, you're listening to Let the Sunlight In. I'm your host, Jenna Ashley, and here we talk about the importance of intentionality in our daily routine. Come, pull up a chair to the table, grab some coffee, and let's dive deep into the mundane, the daily rhythms of life, and open those blinds to let the sunlight in. I am back. (laughs) There was a week skipped because unfortunately my family fell victim to the stomach bug. And then once we were well, we left for vacation in the mountains, which is where I am recording this right now. And I am just really excited about this episode. It is something that is near and dear to my heart. This is the first time that I will be sharing my journey and all of the details publicly. So I'm really excited excited, but I'm also slightly nervous (laughs) to be this vulnerable, but I just pray that it blesses you. If you haven't listened to my last episode about thinking about what you're thinking about, this is going to be a practical story of how I did that in my own life and also how it actually kick-started the whole thought process of thinking about what you're thinking about in my life. We're going to go back three years in time to when I had my daughter, Ava Grace. I had her and I was experiencing some back pain, but it was written off as just from labor and delivery, rightly so. And once I got home, it just continued to get worse. And so I eventually, one morning when Ava Grace was three and a half weeks old, woke up and my left leg was completely purple and I couldn't walk. I remember waking up before her, which was really abnormal because she was a newborn and I was breastfeeding around the clock and I was like, okay, why am I awake? And I realized that I was in a lot of pain. And so Ryan was already back to work and I called my mom to kind of help assess the situation, help with the situation. I was panicking um, because I knew that I had this newborn that I had to take care of and now I couldn't walk. And so I remember crawling to the door to unlock it so that she could come in. And immediately she said, we are getting you into the doctor. And so She loaded us up, me and Ava Grace, and we went to the doctor. Ryan met us there, and I had to be wheelchaired, actually, into the doctor's office because I couldn't walk. I was in way too much pain, and the doctor immediately sent me to imaging where I would get an ultrasound of my left leg, and I will never forget the ultrasound tech's face as she was ultrasounding my left leg. She went completely pale and ran out of the room and came back quickly and said, do not move. Your life is in danger. You have a life-threatening blood clot in your left leg and there's no blood flow. And I remember looking at her and I said, okay, I need you to go tell my family that. She got me back into the wheelchair, wheeled me out into the waiting room where my family was. She told them and it was as if Tom stood still. I could feel the energy in the room deflate, some panic. I was in shock. I didn't really understand. I didn't take it in at the time what was going on. And she just said, 
Ryan, you need to get her to the hospital immediately. You can get her there faster than an ambulance can. And so at that moment, I actually got a phone call from the doctor, straight from the doctor. And she had said that she had a room ready for me. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to be admitted into the hospital unless you let my baby stay with me. And so she made accommodations for me and Ava Grace got to stay in the hospital with me and I got to have a visitor stay with me as well. I had to actually, that was one of the rules. If she was to stay with me, I had to have an adult with me as well because I couldn't walk and I couldn't get out of bed. And so I was rushed into the hospital and told that I couldn't move because if I moved, then the clot could dislodge and I would pass away immediately. And there was a lot that I don't remember because it when you are in as much pain as I was in, it's kind of as if you're just floating. It's like in the movie when time stands still for you, but everything around you continues to move. And that's kind of how I felt in that moment. I do remember thinking, Lord, I begged you for this baby. Please let me be here to take care of her because Um, Before Ava Grace, we actually had a miscarriage, and so I begged the Lord for this baby. Now we had her three and a half weeks, and I am in this situation of my life being in danger. As I'm laying in this hospital bed waiting for them to come to a conclusion on what would be the next step for me, I, my leg began to swell, and it swelled up very big. It was twice as big as my right leg. Very, very painful to the point to where they almost had to go in and slit my leg to let some of the inflammation out. I don't know what that's called, (laughs) but it was a really big deal. I couldn't walk. And by the time the doctors came in, they concluded that the clot was way too large for surgery. And so they said, your body is going to just have to do what it ends up doing. So pretty much I was a medical mystery, which was nothing new to me because a few years before that, I actually was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor that could have very easily taken my life then. And God miraculously healed that. And so I was, I found myself at that same place of, okay, Lord, (laughs) you step in or the outcome is going to be really bad. And so once the doctors left the room, I remember praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need you. I need you to come into this room. I need you to touch me. I need you to heal me. I need you, Lord. So desperately in this moment of my life, I need you to come. And so vividly, I heard him say, Jenna, I've healed you before, and I'll heal you again. And I said, Lord, I know that you will. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I know that you will. In that moment, I didn't know what my future looked like other than I wasn't going to be able to walk for at least six months. I was going to have to have 24-7 care for myself, for my daughter. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how long I would be in the hospital. It was getting very, very close to Christmas. I mean, days away. And it was going to be my daughter's first Christmas. She turned a month old in the hospital. There was a lot of questionable things, unknown things in my life. 
But that moment, that split second of knowing the Lord was there, of knowing the Lord heard my cries, of knowing the Lord cared about the deepest desire of my heart in that moment changed everything. From that very moment, I had no anxiety, no restlessness. I knew with every fiber of my being that the Lord would heal me. I didn't know if it would be six months. I didn't know if it'd be three years. I didn't know if it would be two hours. But I knew with everything inside of me that he would heal me. And so I began to walk that out. Not literally because I couldn't walk at the moment. But in my mind, anytime I would have doubt in my journey, I would say, I would just repeat back to myself what the Lord said to me. I've healed you before. I'll heal you again. And that is where my thought journey really began. Because here's the thing. I was in this hospital bed. The only thing I could provide to my daughter was breastfeeding. And so I clung to that. I wasn't willing to give that up. So I had to be put on blood thinner medication that I would have to also go see a doctor every three days for um, to measure out my levels for my blood to make sure it wasn't too thin, to make sure it wasn't too thick. And I would also have to take blood thinning shots into my stomach because that was the only thing deemed safe for breastfeeding. If I was willing to quit breastfeeding, then I could have taken other medication and not had to go to the doctor as much. But I clung to breastfeeding because it felt as if that's the only thing that I had control over to provide for my daughter because I couldn't change her diapers. I couldn't be the one to only get up with her in the middle of the night. I couldn't lay her in bed. I couldn't do the things that I had envisioned myself being able to do. And so the mental game had to be really strong because mind you, she's four weeks old at this time. I was still in postpartum in the the heat, the depth, whatever you want to say of postpartum, all of those emotions, all of the things of trying to figure out new mom life. I was back in the hospital. I had to figure out all kinds of things of who would help and how not time would go and how the new routine would be and how I could provide her with a safe space and the mental game of all of it, I will say, was the game changer. It was the one thing that mattered most because mind you, I couldn't walk. So my days were filled sitting in a lift chair (laughs) and just sitting. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. Ryan had to give me showers. I was fully dependent on other people. So a few days later after they had told me that my blood clot was deemed too large for surgery, I was sent home with home health and told that I probably would not be able to walk for at least six months. So here I am, 25 years old, with a lift chair, a granny walker, and a shower seat (laughs) with a month-old baby. And so I, it was amazing. People came, they helped. My mom pitched in. My, all of my family pitched in. Ryan helped. Ryan was a trooper. He woke up with her around the clock to get up and hand her to me so that she could be breastfed, put her back to sleep. He gave me showers. He gave her baths. He was the real MVP while still going to work during the day. Thankfully, my mom had enough leave, and so she would come and help me during the day. So a few weeks passed of home health coming and moving my leg, helping me a little bit 
stand up, get out of the lift chair. And my friend messaged me, somebody who lives in a completely different state, and texted me and said that she felt like the Lord told me to use an essential oil, a certain essential oil on my leg. And I thought she was absolutely insane (laughs) because one, I didn't have it. Two, I am in excruciating pain, had no desire to order anything because I couldn't have, you know, strong pain meds. I was breastfeeding my baby. And so I was like, this lady is crazy. Well, she was so adamant that she continued to text me every day and say, you need to use this oil on your leg. So finally, I ordered it because I just wanted her to stop um, (laughs) talking to me and asking me to use this oil. And when it came in the mail a couple days later, I was like, okay, I mean, mind you, why not? You know, what else do I have to lose? And so I laid down that night and I put a drop on my leg. And the next morning I got up and I could walk. I went from not even being able to walk with a diagnosis of not being able to walk for at least six months to being able to walk in a month and a half. All because the Lord stepped in. The Lord, with his healing hand, had a plan the entire time. And I'm just so grateful to tell this story because here's the thing. In those weeks, in that month and a half where I was stuck in a chair, I had a lot of negative thoughts come in of you're not being a good mom. You can't even provide for your daughter. You can't do this. You're missing out on this. You can't even dress your daughter in the cute clothes. And every time I would say, he's healed me before, he'll heal me again. And I began to find the good in the everyday. I began to pick up on the fact that I didn't have to do laundry. I could snuggle my baby girl. I could hold her as long as I wanted to. I could provide her with breastfeeding undistracted because that's all that I could do. And what a blessing it is to have a postpartum life of just sitting. And I found the glory. I found the blessing in every day because of my thoughts and because of that moment in the hospital bed with the Lord. So graciously showing up and talking to me and telling me that he would heal me. And when I woke up that next day, a month and a half later, and to know that, that that he used somebody, not even in my daily life, somebody who I've never lived close to, we know each other because of my job, text me and have the answer for my healing story. That is such Jesus using the body of believers. And it was so incredible and so miraculous. I mean, you guys, my leg was swollen And my leg, I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. And the next morning, I got up and I could walk. And a couple months later, I had a scan and the blood clot was gone that same summer. So the blood clot was in December. I could walk um, in at the beginning of February. And then that summer, I played Ultimate Frisbee. I was completely back to normal. That is my God. That is my Jesus. He didn't only heal me. He didn't only take a little bit of the pain away or the, no, he had a miraculous story that I'm so grateful to be able to tell you. And I hope that what you take away from this is that Jesus is real. He's living. 
He's in the room and he is so faithful. He wants to know the desires of your heart. He cares about who you are and he is the healer of all healers. And I also want you to know that your thought work, the muscle that you're building could one day be the most important part of your story. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, a deep look into such a special season of my life. I pray that it has blessed you. If you haven't rated my podcast below, I would be forever grateful if you did and left a review. I hope that you're having an amazing day and we will talk soon.